Welcome to Enlighten Up, the Hilarity Podcast with Lizzie Allen and Karina Lauren. We take hard topics, throw them up in the air, and dissolve them with laughter. Each week, we feature a comedian from the Hilarity course, and we discuss topics from their set. From sexual shame to getting older, we tackle it all with humor and heart. Our goal is to awaken the masses, promote love, and increase connection by dissolving shame, all while making you laugh until you pee your pants. So let's enlighten up and get started. Hello. What are we starting this one off with? I'm going to tell you what we're starting it off with. Pride Month. Pride Month is coming. Did you even know that? Do you have no pride? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, listeners. It's episode eight. Eight for abundance. Eight for abundance. Happy eight. Here we go. Seize one happy eight. (laughs) Don't. Don't. Sounds like, like you're talking to, about an EpiPen. I like to shorten things. Yeah. <laughs> you're like an Australian, they do. They're going, you're going to the survey? I love that. That's the service station. Oh, I love that. Yeah, they do all the time. Yeah. Perf. No, they don't do that. I can't think of any other examples of what Yeah, just do. one. Oh, you're like an Australian. They shorten one word. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. 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 Welcome, listeners, to... Episode 8. Our comedian today is Bob. Probably that's short for Barbara. I'm just going to say. It absolutely (laughs) is. And we don't know. We call her Barbara, but does she introduce herself as Barbara? But she does prefer Bob. So Barbara, Bob. And I'm guessing she doesn't like Barbie. So we're going to avoid that one. I will say we are kind of leading into Pride Month here in... British Columbia, maybe even all of Canada. I'm not sure. All know the world. Yeah. We don't know. It's Pride Month worldwide, possibly. Yeah. But uh, I bring it up because this is where we first met Barb. It is. And it is an interesting story. So we were at the Pride Parade and we had a hilarity booth. And me, Karina, and Ellen, shout out to Ellen. And Shulamite from and last Shulamite episode. from last episode. We were having a, basically a party at Pride at our booth. And it was a red hot day. It was like, it was just wonderful, wonderful vibes. Were lots of rainbows everywhere you looked. And mm-hmm. men in very small pants, very sparkly small pants. Oh, the glitter, the oh, bubbles, the, the buzz, the buzz. Pomp, the pageantry. The pageantry. You are a fan of pageantry. And I will say, sorry, I will say, if you are ever in Vancouver and the Vancouver Pride is happening, just get there. Yeah. It is something to behold. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And one day we're going to have a hilarity, um, what do you call <gasps> a it? A float? A hilarity float. No. And you can get on it. <gasps> you can dance all the way. Visions, mate. Dreams do come true. You are. Do you know that being on a, flo- a parade float is on my bucket list? We should have our own parade. Yes. You know what? Let's make that happen for next year. Okay. Yeah. Parade float. 2024. 2024? It's happening. Okay. Yes. Okay. Shake on it then. Shake on it. 2024. You heard it here first, listeners. Or should it be 2025? Mm. It feels like a bit of a stretch to have a year from now because it's a lot of organization. Yeah. I've got to get a lorry. I mean, we just need a truck. Yeah, it's fine. We can get all that. I think I'll uh, buy one. <laughs> yeah, right. We're gonna get truck. Twenty twenty four. If you want to be in the Hilarity Pride Parade with us on our float, on our float, we're gonna have a competition. 
Yes. Yes. And we're going to bring on some beautiful fans. Yeah. Maybe we'll bring on some mer people. Okay. Now. We, okay. Now. Okay. Right. Okay. Going back to how we met Bob. I was at the store. We're at the booth. And this older lady with gray hair and no top on, just boobs hanging out. Yeah. Approaches me at the at the store and says, I want to do hilarity. I want to do your hilarity course. And I very casually looked right into her eyes and refused to look at her breasts. Yeah. I pretended it wasn't happening. Yeah. I was just going to say that I wonder if that's the respectful thing to do. Or <laughs> if you walk around topless, are people only supposed to look directly in your eyes and never down? Or did you look at her breasts? No, I was like, oh, oh, a completely topless person. I guess I'm only supposed to look at her face. Right. Right? Like, it's a thing. Well, the thing is, is I actually, you know, I ended up at a naked retreat Mm -hmm. by accident at the end of the Hoffman process, which I did two years ago now. So while I was there, I got very naked and I I didn't think I would. I I was going to stay in my bikini, but then I was the only one in a bikini and I felt a bit like a pervert because I thought, well, don't you think if you're wearing this and everyone else is naked, you're just like, you're not sharing. You're just peeping. You're just peeping. Yeah. (laughs) You're just there clothed, (laughs) peeping around at others. Like a sort of voyeur. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to take my um, clothes off. And I did. I got up there at six in the morning. There was only a few naked people padding around on the mountainside in California. It was unbelievably sort of like, it was such an experience. I was on my own. I was there on my own. Just naked. And I just went, and I just whipped off my bikini. And then I really casually walked over to one of the warm, hot pools that they have. They have all these different temperatures. We have to go there. It's unbelievably relaxing. And and I thought, oh, this is really liberating because I'm just going to not bother. And then after a little while... And everybody's doing it. You just think, oh, it's just meat suits. Okay, I have a great idea. You've inspired me. Oh, go on. Okay, next year we won't do the parade float. We'll do it for 2025. Next year we're going topless. Really? Yeah, let's do but topless. My boobs are a bit funny. Put stickies on them. Okay, you know it's legal. I just want to say to you, the listeners out there, it is absolutely legal here in Canada to walk around, for women to walk around in, in without a top on. Yeah. I don't know if it is in America. I doubt it. I doubt it. But for Pride next year, let's go topless. Okay. We'll get Ellen on board. Okay, we'll all go. We'll be up. Uh, and you can wear the stickies, right? I don't think, I mean, once you've gone topless, I don't think like covering yeah, the nipples could, is. But you could. With tassels on it. Yeah, but mine is still going to hang down, <laughs> like, as a little... Well, it's going to be fun. Yeah, okay, I'll find right, fine. let's do it. Okay, so, fine. you know where to find us next year at Pride. Uh, look, I'm going to have to think that one through a little bit, I think. Well, you've committed now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to walk topless with us, mm-hmm. if... if uh... When people come up to talk to us at the booth, I'm going to say, don't be afraid to look around. <laughs> So Barbara comes up topless. She signs up for the course the next day, and she was an absolute joy to have on the course. She and her set is phenomenal. Yeah. So we're going to get to that very shortly. But first of all, just um, I just want to 
what we're going to say. I'll cut this bit out, but we've got three minutes. Until, you know, <laughs> like, you're like, I just want to... Because <sighs> we usually have a catch-up, so what do we catch up about? I don't know. <laughs> what have you been doing lately? Working, planning my entertainment career, doing a lot of practicing of magic. I'm going to Italy soon. Oh, that's pretty much it. Without further ado, will you please put your big old meat claws together and give it up for Bob! So great to be here. Uh, you know, I can, I'm already going to butter you guys up and say what a great crowd. Thank you so much for all your support. Yay! Yeah, no one, I want to deeply thank Lizzie and Ellen, who couldn't be more amazing in their facilitation and help for all of us to go through this great uh, journey. Thank you. Yes, it's amazing. And you know, Lizzie has shared a little bit of her journey. Um, you know, she used to be an ascended being at one point, and <laughs> the part of her that still remains still seems to have the triple-sized Jesus eyes. <laughs> but anyway, we really appreciate what they're doing. <clears throat> so I'm going to do a little tune to begin called Tuning. <laughs> It's close enough for rock and roll. Um, so, did you know, you know, growing old, and I think I'm speaking to quite a few people here, growing old <laughs> takes a fucking long time. <laughs> oh, but before I begin, I just wanted to say and acknowledge that we are standing here on the ancestral unceded lands of the Sianamu people, who are also part of the Coast Salish. And there have actually been some ancestors already on the stage, so I'm just another one in the long list of elders that have been part of this program. Okay, um, I'm allowed to have a senior moment. Haha, <laughs> see, I have an excuse, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm finally part of a visible minority, right? <laughs> but as soon as you get there, you start, I start to become invisible. I start to, did you know that I used to be a person with a personality <laughs> and accomplishments? But now somehow I'm just like a no-frills variety, generic, random old lady. Uh, could I have some help? And they see right through you, right? Anyway, and you know, as you become invisible, you start to lose track of things. I lose track of my gloves. I lose track of my keys. I lose track of my tits. Like, <laughs> oh my God, what happened to you guys? Did you trip? <laughs> They fell down there in the lower 40, but they're still there. And you know, other things actually disappear, like teeth. The first time I lost a couple of adult teeth, I was super freaked out. I'm like, oh my God, I am close to the walking dead now. 
But then I realized, nah, that just makes me a real folk singer. Yeah! <laughs> so you lose teeth at the beginning of your life, and you lose teeth at the end of your life. But you know when you're little, you don't lose your teeth. You know exactly where they are because you want to put them under your pillow and get your loony or whatever from the tooth fairy, right? When you're old, you lose teeth. <laughs> What, where the fuck are my teeth? Anybody know where my teeth are? Oh, uh, never mind, found them. They were under my pillow. And the circle of life goes around. So anyway, I get it. You know, there are you youngins out there who can still eat solid food. You should be putting that on your gratitude list, you know? I know it's gross. I mean, old people are gross. I get it. I really do get it. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to release all of your frustrations and revulsions of, of, about old people by singing along with me in this song, okay? So when I say, I'm going to sing, old lady, old lady, old lady, and you yell, random old lady, and you just let it be as cathartic as you want. Let's practice. Old lady, old lady, old, random old lady. Yeah, that's great. And then at the end of the chorus, uh, I'm going to say, this old lady, you repeat, this old lady, maybe crazy. There, you got it. And then all together, but she's not that different than you. Say it together, but she's not that different than you. All righty, let's do it. You know when you're walking the streets every day, you see a random old lady going her way. She look a little bit faded, a little worn, a little frayed. But know that random old lady going home to get laid. Yeah, old lady, old lady, old lady, old lady who random old lady. Old lady. This old lady, this old lady, may be crazy, may be crazy altogether, but she's not that different than you. Well done. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't have too much time to tell you very much about myself, but I will tell you that I've spent a lot of time during my adult years trying to find some place where I can take off my shirt. <laughs> Come on. 
modern times, you know, let's move it along. <laughs> and last summer was so freaking global warming hot. It was really pissing me off. <laughs> so I challenged myself every day for 10 minutes, go topless in public. Yeah. And to prove it to myself that I did it, I had to take a selfie every day. <laughs> anyway, I won't show you those things. And spoiler alert, I am not taking my shirt off tonight, okay? <laughs> BTW. <laughs> So, I actually, things got better because I realized it was time for Pride Parade. And you know, that's a day where you can do such a thing for almost the entire day and get away with it. So, random old lady got all undressed up and went, went down to the parade where it was forming and I kept trying to find some group that would let me tag along. But nobody wanted to hook up with this topless random old lady. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so anyway, the parade began, and I was swept down the street. <laughs> and I noticed as I'm going along, people are whooping and hollering as soon as they see me. I'm like, whoa, this is my lucky day. So I just walked down the street, displaying my ancient torso to the crowds while thousands of people cheered me on. Oh my God. Don't try that on any other day. It just doesn't work the same. You know, and it, it is still, it's like melting hot and everything is drooping even more. You know what I'm saying? And delusional me, I, I imagine that as I'm walking along, every woman is going to just rip off her shirt in solidarity. And that was not the case. Yeah, because you know, there are some problems with going topless. I know you never imagined that, but okay. There's one group of people that don't want you to do it because they think it's nasty. Then there's another group of people that want you to do it because they think it's nasty. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Okay, so the parade ended, and we were all were brought down to um, Sunset Beach. If any of you have, have any of you been to Pride Parade? All right, all right, all right, all right. I should have asked that first, but anyway. Now that I know we're on the same page. Yeah, I know we're walked down to Sunset Beach, and somehow I'm magically transported right to the hilarity table. And I meet Lizzie and I meet Ellen and they're trying really hard to keep their keep their eyes up here, right? <laughs> anyway, right then and there, topless random old lady signed up for hilarity. And here I am. 
So in honor of all you amazing people and this amazing group of people that I have spent the last number of weeks with bearing our souls, I did not take off my shirt, but yeah, no, we really got it. We let everything hang out. Um, I thank you very much. It's, it's changed my life. Um, yeah. So I offer you this song. Oh, yeah, I forgot it. <laughs> there was another senior moment. <laughs> what the fuck is that song? <laughs> it's just a shirt. I mean, no, wrong. <laughs> It's not a shirt. Let's try it again. Yeehaw! It's just a chest. It's just a chest. How did we decide a part of it is nasty? That's the breast. It's just a chest. It's global warming time. Get ready for the sunshine. Let your upper body dine on the light of the divine. Mother Nature has endowed us, and she wants us to unwind and rip off that underwire. It's just a chest. It's just a chest. How did we decide a part of it is nasty? That's the breast. It's just a chest. Yeah. Nipples, tits, and titties, udders, cha-chas, and melons, chesticles, bazoombas, joints, and ta-tas. Whatever stage of life, one thing we all can agree on, memories are Amazon. Way to go, Barb. Oh my goodness, that is so funny. I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Well done, Barb. Do you know what I'm loving right now? I'm just like really jamming to this. Is what is happening with Hilarity. I, I just, I'm so in love with all of this. Like people going up and they're just talking about these massive concepts. Like the body, mm. the breasts, the, you know, confronting society's thought on the way people should be. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's sort of, it's deconstructing these quite solid feeling structures and kind of like blowing them open and going, at what point did we decide that there was a certain part of this upper body on a female that wasn't okay to be in the sun? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that line, yeah, the light of the divine. Mm -hmm. I wrote it down. Let, let your upper body dine on the light of the divine. Oh. The thing is, you go to Europe and everyone's topless on the beach. Yeah. And not actually, in England, though. Not in England. No, certainly not. No, but like go to the Greece hotter, or, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's almost like you feel awkward if you have a top on mm. because it's like, well, nobody else does. So um, it, it's just really interesting. It's, it's what we believe based on what society believes or has said year after year. And I heard this thing that a belief is a thought you think over and over again. Mm -hmm. But I want to quickly go, I just want to actually touch back on the first topic that she talked about, because I've talked to some women about this, that when you grow old, when you get older, you become invisible. Mm. That people don't look at you. 
you know, you, you maybe in your younger years, you were at the supermarket and people would, you know, maybe heads would turn, maybe they wouldn't turn, but people would look at you, make eye contact, smile, whatever it is. And I talked to my mom about this and I said, do you feel invisible? And she said, yes. Yeah. Once you reach a certain age, people just, you're a random old lady. People don't look at you. And she said, actually, it's liberating because she said something happens where you just go, I don't give a fuck anymore. Mm. doesn't matter what I do because I, I can just truly just be me and who cares? I, I think it's a little sad that we have to wait till we get invisible to go, I don't care anymore, but. Yeah, well, I don't know about the invisible piece uh, universally. I don't know. I think it's, um, I, I definitely heard my uh, friend say that. Uh, she felt invisible, you know, being kind of like a mum in her 40s, she felt invisible. But I, people look at me, but I don't know if it's just because I'm a bit weird looking or different looking. I don't know if I'm weird. We're not old enough yet. No, I suppose We're in our 40s. We're not. But she's in her 40s and she's complaining. Well, not Bob, my friend. No, that's, no. I would say the the elderly invisible thing, I think, is something separate. Where right. where it's like you're in your 60s now. You know, maybe um, you're, you've changed. Like, you still yeah. feel the same inside. Like, even right. my nine-year-old grandma has said, I'm the same person inside yeah. as I was when I was 25. But the body's just, like, created, like, a sort of different... Um, attraction i suppose but yeah so it's something we've got to look forward to eh the invisible cloak it's about your magician trick really isn't it uh-huh. i'm liking yeah. how you called the body the attract an attraction well i feel like hey it is a bit like that's what we're talking about looking. you want to come to the carnival yeah you want to come <laughs> you want to go so i'm square bells and i'm gonna i'm gonna go topless people are gonna look then aren't they i mean as far as i'm concerned i should be charging more at the carnival, <laughs> the older I get, because I know more, right? Right. I got more tricks up my sleeve. I just want to um, jump back to the beginning, because she said something about, I just want to preface that for the audience who might not uh, have known some of my story. And she said that I was uh, an enlightened being. Did she say enlightened? I think she said... Uh, at one, at, let's not get into It doesn't the, matter. At, she didn't say enlightened. She said something like... Um, yeah, ascended being. Ascend, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. That. So what she's referring to is once when I not once, but when I was in the psychiatric ward for a couple of months. <laughs> I'll just drop casually. When I was in the psychiatric ward for a couple of months, when I was um, in my madness, I had a bout of madness. Let's call it or psychosis, if you want to be clinical about it. But it, for me, it was a big spiritual awakening. But I had this experience of being Jesus reincarnated, right? uh, I thought, right? Because I had so much love. I think it must have been a Christ consciousness moment. We're not going to go too far into that. I just wanted to say that that is what she's referring to when she was saying Jesus, because I've used it in my comedy and I will still use it in my comedy. Jesus eyes. She said I had Jesus eyes. Karina's yeah. doing that thing where you turn your hands upside down and make glasses. Yeah, you make spectacles. I like that. Yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, listeners, for this silliness. Um, but the, the random old lady line, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I think when you're young, you know, there, there is a value to youth. Like, you hear that in society. Like, you, youth is attractive. I mean, you look at some people who, what they've done to their bodies, just trying to maintain youth, right? Like, why do you think there's some plastic surgeons and Botox, like even dentists are doing Botox now. 
But something I noticed in myself is actually the older I get, the what I classify as old gets older. Right. So what you thought was because yeah, when I yeah. was little and I, my mum was in her forties. Well, when I was little. My when I was sixteen, my mum was in her forties, the same age as I am now. Yeah. When I was sixteen, and I thought about her as this kind of older person. Now, when Sydney, because I was so wrapped up in my own stuff, Sydney, my daughter sees me doing my stuff. I ca- I cast my mind back to thinking how she must dismiss me off as being some boring adult because she's going into being 13. So she's kind of teenagery type things. And you just think, oh, they've got nothing going on. And I think, oh, you know nothing about how exciting my life is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because the definition, like, I remember I was talking to my mom and I said something like, oh, well, she, this woman's like, she's old. Mm. My mom was like, well, how old? And then I was like, oh shit, she's probably like the same age as you. But I don't think of my mom as old. Like, that's the thing. I think that's, that's the whole thing. That's what I want to get to is that it, it, age shouldn't matter. But it just, like, it doesn't. It doesn't, but it does for some people. If you're in that mode of thinking, there's ageism, right? Oh, they're old. They don't know what they're talking about, blah, blah, blah. But it's really about connecting with the person. And I like what Barb said. She said, I used to be a person who had accomplishments, who had a personality. And that's what she's trying to say is like, you don't just look at someone and assess them by their age right. you get to know the person yeah like the the value of that person and what they bring and their personality mm. but but hearing her on stage seeing her on stage it's so much of who she is came through and I knew her I know her from the course you know we do this very intimate course where we get to really learn about each other and hear some of those bigger stuff that goes on and I know that she's had this amazing life and you know, she kind of adventured up here from the States and, you know, made a new life up here in Canada and, and you know, all that that went with her. And she's a gay woman, that hence the pride thing, right? And um, so there's so much that we kind of need, like, more to know about her. But that, well, she said it in her song, which I loved her music. It was so fun on the night to sing along to that. And uh, that that line that she said is like, you just see a random old lady, but this random old lady's going home to get laid, mm-hmm. right? And there's that there's this like, you just see this, but what is underneath is this beautiful like, I'm still having a good time, I'm still I'm still a lover, I'm still a part of something greater and greater and greater. And she took some really big risks in. Uh, you know, in this performance and well, you know, in terms of like the stuff that she walked towards, you know, that's big stuff. And she really embraced that idea of, and hell, and and it being in white rock that she did the performance, then of course, you know, actually that's something that was very well received amongst the sea of white hair in the room. Yeah. But I do, I think it, you know, even her set helped me because I thought, you know, the thoughts that you think, but you don't tell anyone. And it, they come up like I, maybe like a little niggling thought that you're just like, you push it away. Cause every once in a while, especially now that I've joined Alex Brown and the Boulevardiers, right? Every once in a while I get this, like, you're starting this now, but you're going to be 46 this year. Like you're going to age out of this. You're going to become an invisible, like an, an invisible gross, Never. like, but not all people. 
people do though. Like, mm. I mean, think about our friend Donna, who's 82. Yes. She has got to be one of the most gorgeous women in the world. She yes. is still so attractive. And I don't mean like in an attra- like a, a sexual way, but to look at and to be around and her presence and her power. But that's the problem. That that's what you just what you just said is like I go oh god because if you in my mind if I go my career in entertainment relies on how I look so I'm gonna lose how I look and then no one's gonna want to see me but it, it's I know it's not truth but that is a thought that every once in a while rears its ugly head oh well let's talk about it now let's get this out yeah and I've got to go that's that's not true but it's like a it pops up. But you know what? You're in comedy. And comedy is for everyone. Yes. You can be you can be anything and do comedy, right? Because it's not reliant on your looks. It that, is that like is true. Your energy and your heart and your mind and your thoughts and your humor and your wit. And that you have in abundance. Also, my friends, let's not forget that Karina has uh this natural flair for fashion and you know, you have costumes, you have, you know... <laughs> like a, let's not forget. Let's not forget that that actually I, I probably... I see you as somebody who would go out and continue to uh, enjoy uh, the way that you show up in the world. And I think more than anything, you're going to get more regal and more self-assured and more powerful in your age rather than the other way around. Like, because... At this age, you're talking about at this age projecting into the future, which is only where fear lives, but in this moment, and you'll always be in the moment, and it's always a choice to come back into this moment and shine. Like, I have no fear about being an old woman in as much as I have this idea of myself with really papery thin skin, you know, and really always smiling and laughing and that 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 people feel my light shining through my papery thin skin. Oh, That's how I that. see myself as an older person, healthy, happy, and just I'm not at all like wrinkly, all wrinkly and you know, and, and with a well with a wrinkly smiley face you know you know those national geographic uh, magazine yes. shoots of these like elderly women in tribal communities with three teeth in their head with this huge smile on their face that's me like I don't care if people are looking at me and I don't know if that's because I'm not in a man like I'm not interested I'm not invested in men finding me attractive I'm not even invested in women finding me attractive People find me attractive energetically, and I don't really care about the sexual attraction. But that sexual attraction piece really is the aging piece I think that people struggle with the most, only because that's what society latches onto the value of sexual being. You know, that's the sales pitch, isn't it? Sex sells, right? Yeah. And so it's like, well, what are, you know, and so that's the, the fallacy of this aging piece more than anything. Yeah, I agree. Like that is, it comes down to that. And it also, there's something about that. Actually, when I started at Clio, so this is like four years ago, I really had a hard time in the beginning because I thought, oh, I'm like the oldest one here. And uh, there was a belief that I did challenge. Uh, There was a belief that my worth Mm. 
is tied into my looks. And if I didn't have that, then I had no worth. And why would anyone pay any attention to me anyways? So I did challenge that. Um, and I, I overcame that because I realized I'm not, that's a, that's a complete lie. Absolutely built on a throne of lies. Yeah. And so, <laughs> a throne a of lies. Throne, lie. lie. throne of lies. What would that look like? I just need to see that visually because I'm seeing the Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's a throne, throne. of swords. <laughs> so what is a throne of lies? Basically the same thing. What about lips? Right, lips. No, just... it just looks like papery, thin black paper. Ugh. A thousand papery cut lies. Yeah. Because they are like, they're they're like paper cuts. They're like paper. There's like just, you know, it's it's not that it doesn't hurt as much the first time, but then it keeps going. Yeah. This is a bit like internalized homophobia. It's internalized age phobia. Yes. Right? It's yeah. the same deal. We're internalizing external stories about what it means to be an older woman. But actually, the only reality is the one that we have inside of us. And then we see that reflected out. So here's my thing, right? Here's my question or my observation. If one moves around the world feeling invisible or like a random old lady, are they then holding that as a vibrational reality internally and then thus getting the re- the reflection back from their miracle, magical ma- making minds. Absolutely. Yeah, because that's what we are. We have mirror. I believe that thoroughly. And so now when I think about this, what I do is actually very similar to the that beautiful vision you described about the light coming out, is I actually just think about um, what I'm here to accomplish. And I feel that in my heart is spreading joy. Yeah. And that's all I think about. I just go into like, actually this meat suit, as we've called yeah. it, really shouldn't matter. Because that's not I'm not here for the meat suit. I'm here to spread joy. And my belief is, I was put into us into this body meat suit into this yeah, into this meat suit for the purpose of spreading joy. And so it actually doesn't matter. And actually, and it's just shifting what we what we think of our meat suit as and it's like a vehicle, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a vehicle. It's like this is this is my uh, this my is my hobbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> this is my like little chalice for my spirit. I'm this is my little golden cup that my spirit is a uh, flowing out of uh, <laughs> the holy grail. Brimmeth over, <laughs> floweth over my holy grail of a body. <laughs> That's it. Oh, oh yeah, I feel better already. Uh, can I just uh, make a little confession, please? Yeah, I actually have a thing for older women. Well, I, everyone knows that. No, everyone. Everyone who knows you, you knows can't. That. But this is people listening for the first time. Okay, so not listeners like I know that because How do you know all that? her best friends are elderly. That doesn't mean I've got a thing. I don't have a thing for all my best friends. Jesus. No, I just no. mean like you surround yourself by. No, I no, okay. I first of all, there's a difference between having a thing for older people. Is this like a fetish? Is that what you're no? Oh, God, okay. God, don't, don't. What's like if I you're say, making you break my shape? Like you're making me ashamed. I have a thing for a hairy chest. No, that's not a fetish. It's not a fetish. Is something really freaky? Like it has oh, to be a bit weird and different. Does it? You can't just say like that's like saying. I like guys with black hair. Ooh, a fetish. That's not a fetish. <laughs> oh, so I should stop saying, like, I'm no, a real fetish. For- <laughs> what, what's your, what, what? I have a real fetish for chocolate cake. 
No, you don't have a fetish. If you if you wanted to put the fetish, <laughs> if you wanted to put the chocolate cake in your bottom, that would then turn it into a fetish. Oh my god! So basically, you're telling me fetish has to be weird. It has to be weird. Okay, that's kind of like well, the rule. saying I have a thing for old women. I didn't say old. I what said did you say? Older. Hmm. Oh my god! You 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 know what you're doing? You're making me ashamed of I'm myself. Sorry. And also, you're not making me feel anything. I'm feeling my shame. Come okay, on. I'm trying to tell you a story. Tell me. And all you're doing is tell mocking me. me. I'm sorry. I'm older sibling you. No. I'm doing the older sibling. You need thing. to apologize to I'm me so- and all the listeners who feel shame. All dear listeners, I'm sorry if I made it sound like having a thing for older people is a fetish because that's not true, and I didn't know the definition <laughs> of a fetish. So all right now you're just making it worse. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, I want to tell you. No, no, I want to tell you the story. Now. I'm curious about it now. Well, I went to a yoga session right i thought right i'm gonna go off to this yoga session and um i think you're like you're on the edge of your seat right now i know right i went to a yoga session it was one of those restorative yoga sessions which is really chilled out and kind of divine right and so it was all set up with like candles and low lighting and pillows and blankets and stuff and it looked a bit like a opium den if Uh i'm not gonna lie Uh i don't know what it was about it but the woman who was running it was very um, like regal and the way she held herself and moved about the space. And she was a lot older than me. Now, I'm not saying I want to go and get with this person or anything like that. But there was a part of me that was like, I'm a bit attracted to her on some level. So there was that. That was one thing that I noticed, right? I'm not like, I hang out with my friend Donna all the time and I have other people who are sort of in their 70s. Don't get, I'm not attracted to them like that. I'm saying that sometimes these older women, especially powerful people who really know themselves, they really own it. They're not the ones going, I feel invisible, I'm what? Not there's anything wrong with that. They don't feel like that. They might, but I'm I'm digging the hole because there's another person, right? And I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to tell the name, this friend of mine, If you're listening, you know who you are. But my friend, right, um, got to know this woman, and she's my friend, but I had a bit of a crush on her, like, because she was so... I know what it it is. What? I know what it is. I would would reword this into what you have a thing for and what you're really attracted to is people who are standing in their truth as a warrior, as a uh, a lover, as someone who is confident mm. in themselves, and they show up confident and healing as well. There's a there's a heart part of it, like people with big hearts and big passion and and big energy. Um, yeah, and that's very attractive. And I think for you in particular. It's, I, I heard this quote, which I'm sure many people have heard is like the, the God self in me sees the God self in you. Mm. That's the attraction is like, whoa, I recognize this in me. And now I recognize it in you. Oh, are you saying I'm really powerful? Yes. <gasps> yes. That's what I'm saying. Like that, this, this Girl. divine Jesus eyes in you, (laughs) you, you can see it in others and it moves you because you recognize self. Hmm. So, I mean, the moral of this story is that age in terms of, for me, I don't know if it's just 
just me or there's I think there's a, like a whole load of people actually who are very in I mean this is the thing I mean people really like older men don't they because you know some of them like George Clooney or whoever look better and better as they get older and stuff like that but there's this kind of I think a, a myth that women don't yes I, and I agree and we're reclaiming that because I'm seeing more and more on social media these much older women like in their 80s and 90s even like just rocking it rocking and you know standing up straight sitting up straight you know, faces, you know, strong and lionesses of this world, right? People who are holding space for a lot of other people. And I and I love that. Like he, Jamie Lee Curtis oh. is so stepping into her power. She is talking about it now. She said, I kind of thought I didn't know where I was. And then suddenly I was like, hang on, I've got loads to do. She's writing and producing and doing all this stuff. Maria Shriver, another one. My dear friend Maria Shriver, she is just on fire at the moment. And she's like heading into, you know, she's late 60s, you know, and she's just about going, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. It's like she's rocking it all up, getting all ready to go. And that's really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So coming back to your thing, what you were saying about this band and stuff like that. Yeah. There's no end to where you can go, Karina Lauren. Well, look at the uh, the host on uh, what was that Jeopardy? No, spin the wheel, Wheel of Fortune. Vanna White. Ooh, Vanna she White. She didn't let getting older get in her way. She the one that did the swimsuit commercial recently. I no, I don't. I don't. I don't know. But Vanna White did the the letters on the Wheel of Fortune. I think she just did a, uh, a bikini shoot. Did she? And she's the oldest woman ever. What well, not ever? Ever to do ever. bikini? Yeah, she was. I think. I think she was. <laughs> you know what? Nothing gets in the way except your own mind. Do you know what? I just like papery thin skin and light shining through. That's me, mate. Look for me. And Look you know I'm going to be right out of the labyrinth. Yeah. With my... <laughs> it's, in here somewhere. it's in here somewhere. I can just get past all my bubbles and glitter. And you're still lovable, right? Everybody is lovable. It's just the story we tell ourselves. Yeah. And when we know we're lovable, we can look whatever we like on the outside. Yep, unstoppable. Unstoppable. I'm unstoppable today. I'm a Porsche with no brakes. <laughs> I'm incredible. Yeah. You heard it here, here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> okay. get that one out. <laughs> Does that seem like a sensible place to stop? Let's. Oh. Yeah, I hope that you all got something out of this episode. I know I did. I did. I know what fetish means now. Yeah, so, and I and I exposed my love of of uh, powerful for women. women. I love powerful yeah. women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, with that, we send you off. Have a happy weekend, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Love you. Bye. Dear listeners, we are a two-woman shop here, and this is a little labor of love. So anything you can do to show us some love. Our love language is subscribing, sharing on social media, and coming to one of our many shows. And if you're feeling really adventurous, take a course. Don't be afraid of a good time. We love you, we love you, we love you. We're out.